Praise the Lord, and thank you for joining us at the Upper Room Church. Listen in as Pastor Johnson teaches the Word of God, gives us encouragement, and midweek refuel to run this spiritual race. Tonight's lesson will be entitled, Being Established in the Faith. All right, God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for that uh, prayer. God bless you and safe trip uh, and uh, safe arrival. Uh, we thank God again for blessing us to be here. God bless all you wonderful people, all of our church members, all of our uh, associates, everybody that's associated with um, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Greetings, greetings, greetings. God bless you and blessings to you. Well, on the scene, I want to talk to you about uh, establish, establish. You heard people say the word establish. I never forget early in life. I think I was about 17, 18 years old, and uh, I was trying to get uh, trying to get my credit together and trying to well, establish some credit with some people because I was trying to get a, a credit card for the first time. And in that, in that day and time, Sears Roebuck was out there. Man, it was a it was an honor to have a Sears card way back in the day. I'm talking. I'm talking 40-something years ago when Sears was over there at uh, Crosstown. And um, I was trying, just out of school, just got a little old job and trying to build my credit up. And I was trying to uh, really establish some credit. And but when, in, in, in my adventure uh, 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 of trying to establish some credit, I found that uh, would nobody extend me no credit. And everywhere I went to try to get something, they said, oh, you got any credit? I said, well, no, I ain't got no credit. I got a job. Uh, he's an artist. So they all told me, no, you got to have some credit. They do this and do that. You know, I was, once I was trying to buy a little car, and uh, but I, actually I was trying to get a, a car over at Sears and Roebuck. They wouldn't give it to me. I was so disappointed. And I was saying, how in the world can a man uh, uh, have credit when nobody would give him credit. And so to me, I thought that was the craziest thing that uh, that ever. You say you need credit, but you won't give me none. And I was upset with Sears, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't give me no credit. And so, and I couldn't, I was trying to get established myself as a young man, working man, and get credit and move on and do what I need to do in life. So this is what I want to talk to you this evening about being established. Um, What's wrong with a lot of our uh, brothers and sisters in the body of Christ? Uh, of course, it takes time to get get there. Oh yeah, and by the way, eventually I, I I got that car. I got that car from Sears. I did get established, and they did give me a line of credit, and and uh, and I wish they hadn't gave it to me because <laughs> I abused it, and uh, they they gave me too much credit and got me in trouble. But anyway. Uh, we all, as, as, as followers in the body of Christ, and, uh, uh, we need to uh, strive in, uh, to do God's will. And when I look at this word establish, it's two words here I'm going to talk to you about. Both of them have uh, they, they're pretty much the same meaning, and that's the word establish. Establish, you would spell it E-S-T-A-B. L-I-S-H, established. Uh, and then the other word is established. S-T-A-B-L-I-S-H. 
I don't I don't know why there's two words that that sort of sound alike. Uh and I, I noticed that they are used somewhat interchangeably in the scripture. And I, I read a lot of scriptures down today as I was studying, looking over what we were going to talk about. And I found that in the Old Testament, uh the Lord used the word establish a lot. In the Old Testament, okay, and yes, establish. Okay, he used the word establish a lot in the Old Testament. The Lord said He's going to establish uh, the Jesus kingdom. He's going to establish David throne, establish uh, Solomon throne, and in in a, a lot of more instances, the Lord used in Old Testament. He used the word establish with the es es. T-A-B, L-I-S-H. He used the word establishing. I couldn't run reference nowhere in the Old Testament with the word just establish. S-T, S-T-A-B, L-I-S-H. Write that down, you, you Bible scholars. It's two of them now. Establish with the E-S-T-A-B-L-I-S-H, and then the other word establish, S-T-A-B-L-I-S-H. And what I learned in my study that this word established is an archery, archery. I think I'm saying the word right. Uh, write this word down, you Bible scholars. Just add this to your vocabulary, archery. A-R-C-H-A-I-C. A-R-C-H-A-I-C, archery, archery. I looked it up and I hit my spell check and they pronounce it archery. A-R-C-H-A-I-C. They use the word, they say, so the word establish, S-T-A-B-L-I-S-A, that word establish is an article. What they mean, and, and, and what they mean, uh, article, it means it's an old-fashioned word, and it's not used very much. It's old-fashioned. Uh, I looked at the archery mean obsolete, 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 that is, out of date very old, bygone. So that word establish, S-T-A-B-L-I-S-H, uh, brothers and sisters, is a word that's sort of obsolete, out of date, very old, and, and, and it's a word that's not used very much in our uh, English language. So establish uh, in the Greek, uh, in English, it means establish. Okay, so in English, what we are now is translated established. Established is translated established, but they don't use the word established very much because it's a it's an old, out of date, great a word. But I learned in my study that I'm going to go over scripture with you today that uh, Paul and uh, Apostle Peter they did use the word they use the word. Uh, Establish a lot. It's an out-of-date word. It's an obsolete word, but they use it a lot. Well, you, you think about how old this Bible is, and then, of course, well, I mean, it's used interchangeably, but the Lord used, it, used the word establish in the Old Testament a lot, not establish, but he used the word establish. And I don't know why the writers of the New Testament, they use the word establish a lot. Also, there, there are, they also use the word establish. But I found the word established over 
five, six times in the New Testament, established. Uh, and I only found the word established maybe like uh, two times, two times in the New Testament during, during my study. There may be a little more, a little less, but I only found about two references using the word established in the New Testament. So I found the word established uh, a lot in the New Testament, but that word is, a, is an outdated word. It's, a, it's, 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 it's very old, it's outdated, and it, it, it's a bygone, obsolete word. But yet the writers of the New Testament, uh, they use it. And then you think about the era which they were writing in, you're talking about some 2,000 years ago, right? Okay, so it's sort of outside, a little obsolete now, but when they wrote it back then, it wasn't obsolete. Let's get into our study. I want to talk to you about how important it is. And I use for subject matter, uh, establish, and I did say establish with the E-E-S, establish in the faith. I'm going to use establish. I'm going to, I'm going to read a few scriptures that establish and establish. It's very important that uh, you all as Christians, uh, in the body of Christ, that you go on and let the Lord establish you. The preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel and and, and, and many scripts, scriptures in this uh, the gospel here, it's, it's all about trying to get you and I established. Okay? And the word established means firm, solid, mature, uh, and, and that's what we want to be. We want to be mature Christians, right? We really want to be firm. I was trying to get my critic established years ago when I was a young, young boy, and uh, I did get it established, and I did get a foothold in life so I can go on and buy things, buy a car, buy a uh, rent apartment, whatever I needed to do. I, I wanted to get established. That was very, very important. So I could get things, get buy stuff, get established. And so it's important that you and I be established in God too. And if you are not established, it means a whole lot. Uh, being established in Christ uh, means uh, this right here. Being established in the Lord means that uh, 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 it, it means that you're really ready for you're ready for anything if you're established. If you're not established, there's a lot of things in the body of Christ you can't handle and you're not ready for and you can't deal with. Whether you're young, whether you're old, there there's old old people in the body of Christ that they're not established and, and they're not ready for anything, and and they can't handle uh, anything. And so, but when God establishes you, you're ready for it. You can deal with the trials or tribulations, uh, the suffering, the persecution, whatever might come to us by by being a Christian. You can handle it. Nothing will surprise you because you're an established, and to, to become established. Take some time. Don't take a hundred years. But it's going to take some time for you to become a seasoned, seasoned saint, a seasoned person in the body of Christ. Seasoned, not not cocky, not not floaty, not drifty, not arrogant, not uh you know flighty, but seasoned is very very important. Okay, now let's let me go with my first scripture. I want to take you to to kick the ball off, uh, talking about established in the faith, uh, will bring me to the book of uh, Colossians. Colossians. Okay, Colossians, the first chapter, uh, New Testament scripture. Oh, I, I, I got, let's see, 
I'm gonna run. I'm gonna hang in there with me now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move kind of fast. I hope I can move kind of fast. For those who try to keep up with me, if you're not, just listen to where I'm going. Okay, I try to be plain. Just listen to me. Uh, but those of you that can follow me in the scripture, try to follow me in the scripture. Well, be moving kind of fast because I I got more scriptures than usual. I, I got about six scriptures in our. I got two others that I like to run to, uh, but I don't know if I'm gonna get there. So I'm gonna go over about five or six scriptures. Okay. So we're going to be moving kind of fast, talking about establish. Now, Colossians, New Testament, the uh, first chapter. Colossians, the first chapter, looking at verse number, uh, let's see. Let's start at verse number 20. Colossians 1 and 20, 21, down to verse 23. Verse number 20 says, And having made peace through the blood of his cross by him, to reconcile all things unto him, by him, I say whether they be things on earth or things in heaven. So we we all reconcile, uh, we all reconcile uh, to him, uh, by him, and all things unto him, by him I say whether they be things on earth or what things in heaven. Everything is reconciled to God and for God, and we are reconciled through the body of Christ. But notice verse number three says. And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now have he reconciled. So what 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 verse twenty one is that at once upon a time you and I we was alienated uh and we were enemies. Alienated means we were just apart, separated from God. There was a time in my life when I was alienated from God and, and you were too alienated from God and at that point and we were enemies, enemies uh, to, to the Lord, enemies in your mind by wicked works. And so uh, we were separated from the Lord. And during that time, uh, we would consider ourselves, uh, we were uh, sinners when we were alienated from, from God. So when you're really alienated from God, separated from God, you, you, you're a sinner. You're a sinner. Um, and your enemies in your mind, and we're enemies in our mind by wicked words yet now as he reconciled us. But now God, Jesus Christ, has reconciled us and brought us to God, brought us to Christ. Uh, we're no longer alienated. I don't want to be an alien. We, you know, you're people move about to be alien from outer space. Well, we was alien from God. Verse 22 says, in the body of his flesh through death, this is how God did in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable, unreprovable in his sight. This is what God does. What what calls us to be reconciled and, and, and to break the, that alienation that, that, that was between us and Christ in his body, in his flesh, and through death. It took Christ's death on the cross to really bring us to God, close to God. It took death, no other way uh, that Christ, uh, uh, de they deemed to do it. Well, he did it through the shedding of blood, through Christ shed blood on the cross. Uh, this is what uh, made it possible for you and I to come to Christ and not no longer be any more uh, alien and, and be an enemy uh, by the wicked works that was in our mind. Christ had to die. And that broke down a wall of petition that alienated us from God. 
Uh, in verse number 33 says, he did this, he presented, and, and he, when he did that in, in his body through death, uh, he, he presented us holy, presented us unblameable un, 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 and unreprovable in his sight. But here's the key. He said, now, if you continue in the faith, talking about it being established, if you continue in the faith, and if you be grounded, grounded, and if you be settled, you see, this is where God is trying to bring all of his uh, uh, followers, his believers, together. God wants you to be grounded and settled. And that's what I was trying to get to uh, be as a young man. I was trying to establish my credit so I could get settled, settled, and say, hey, I can buy things. I can do things. I was trying to get settled in life. Uh, and I thought getting settled in life was, was getting a job and getting credit so I could buy things and, and, and you know, and, and of the like and, and move on in life. So that was settling me down, uh, getting grounded uh, in who knows, in one day, uh, taking on a family. So I was trying to get grounded, get level-headed, and settle down. And so the Lord said, if you continue in the faith, and we will, and if you be grounded, and if you be settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, uh, which you have heard, and which was preached to every preacher, which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. So if we stay with the Lord, and we don't be removed from the gospel, that we heard they were preached to us, God said he would, he, what he would do, he would, he would settle us. He would settle us down. And we will be grounded, and this will make us uh, established in the faith of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And in being established, we be able to handle anything that might come our way. All right, uh, not just established in our head, you know, but we want to be established in our hearts. So a lot of people, they, they it, it, it's not a head thing, but it's really a heart thing. So many believers in the body of Christ, they're, they're not established in their hearts. And so when, when you as a believer, especially the newcomers, when you become established in your heart, then that's when God can really use you and you will be established in the faith. I, I, I said it this way. I said it before and I said it again. Um, I, would, I would rather, I would rather, if I'm preaching to a congregation of people, uh, my goal and my aim is really to win your heart, not your head, not your body. Uh, it, it don't matter about the, a lot of people in the church, a lot of bodies in the church. If the gospel, if the Lord Jesus Christ can't, if he can't win your heart, you don't have anything. The church can be full of bodies, but if the Lord really don't get gain your heart, he has nothing. What, what is a body without a heart? And so the preaching of the gospel is to win people's hearts to Christ. And this is why people aren't, uh, uh, God can't use so many in the body of Christ because their hearts have not yet been won. Your body, you can be in the building, but if your heart not won to the Lord, you, God really still can't use you. He can't depend on you. He can't, you know, uh, for anything that's meaningful because uh, your heart is not, hadn't been won to Jesus. And this is what the preaching and the teaching of the gospel is all about. you got to win people's hearts. A woman that, that, that wants a husband, 
and want to keep her husband, you, you got to win his heart. And a man that has a woman that want to keep his woman, you have to win her heart. And if you win her heart, you will never lose her. You will never lose him. But you got to gain the heart. Okay? And uh, that's a whole other story, how to win the heart. I maybe share some secrets with you one day, brothers, how to uh, gain and how to win a man your loved one's heart. Okay? Now, uh, so here he said, uh, if you just continue in the faith and be rooted and grounded and settled and, and don't be removed from the hope of the gospel, God is going to uh, settle us down and establish us in the faith. Now, that particular verse, I want to move on to, to uh, since we're there, verse 23. Look at the second chapter. We're moving kind of fast now. Second chapter. You don't have to turn the page. Just look at the second chapter of Colossians. And another verse, look at verse number 16. It goes along with what we're saying here. Paul is trying to get the Colossian saints to see that it's very important that you be established, established in the faith, okay? And don't be removed. Continue in the faith. Be rooted and grounded. Oh, I know you want to be rooted. I know you want to be grounded. I know you want to be settled. I, I, I don't want to be up and down and all around. I've seen people in life that aren't settled. Uh, I'm going to throw this at you. I've seen people that's not settled, they just move around like, you know, like we used to say a long time ago, they don't use the word, like a gypsy. Some people, I've seen people, they move from house to house. Uh, they move like gypsies. Uh, I mean, they, they don't live all over the town. Uh, they're, not, they may, they're not settled. They, they ain't found they, they ain't found their place yet. They ain't found their, uh, you got to find your nest. And when you find your nest, you got to, Fill it down and anchor down, and, and this is what I call home. And, 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 and when you get it like you want it, you don't really want to be moving no more. You know, uh, I can count the times that uh, 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 I moved uh, from house to house uh, on uh, maybe one hand, and I'm, I'm, I'm pushing, I'm, I'm push, having a birthday coming up, be 68 years old. I can count the times that I have actually moved my apartment or, 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 or a house that I was renting. I can count the times that I moved on one hand because uh, I always wanted to get settled somewhere in a, in a house, in a location, and uh, I stayed there unless, you know, uh, I couldn't stay any longer unless the rent was just going sky high and I, hit the, I, I moved. But I can count it time that I actually move on one hand. So I was, I've always was a person I wanted to be settled. You can't hardly get young people nowadays, settle down. Settle down. Stop running here and there. Settle down. And, and, and so, you know, it, it, it's very, very important that you get settled down. And and, and lots of times, uh, even when you aren't settled, trying to get settled, if you move too much, and you're trying to, you see something you want to rent, even if you, uh, 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 I, I like to rent this house over here. The man asks you, uh, where are you coming from? Well, I stayed over there, and uh, I stayed over there in Klondike. Well, how long did you stay there? Oh, I wasn't there for two months. Uh, that, don't, that, don't, that don't sound good for the resume. See, get somewhere and stay mean a whole lot on your resume and going forward versus people that don't stay nowhere long. Y'all follow what I'm trying to say? 
uh, rooted and grounded in the faith. That's what I'm saying. In, in, in the same scenario, this thing worked the same way when it comes to church. People need to get somewhere and find them a nice church home and stay. Don't don't run don't run around or don't be a member of every church in Memphis. Find you a good church home where it's a Bible church. A preacher teach the word and 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 uh, and, and stay. But some people they got that gypsy mentality. They just move. They move here and there. But uh, it's very important on the resume. I I, I never forget. One of my, uh, uh, my my houses, uh, uh, a house I got out of Frazier when I was remodeling and fixing up to getting it ready for rent for another tenant for my tenant moved out. And so in the process of fixing the house up, throwing stuff out on the street, getting it ready, painting the room and everything, uh, this this young man came up to me and uh, uh, wanted to rent the house, and the young lady did too, looking for a house. And I talked to both of them, and I talked to the young lady. I said, well, where do you live? She told me where she stayed at the time. I said, well, how long have you been there? And, and, and she wasn't there long. And uh, and there was a excuse me, and there was a sign to me that she didn't stay there for about three months. And the reason she's leaving now is probably because she didn't pay the rent and she got to go. And so you you don't you don't look for uh, people that that move a lot to uh, to, to, uh, to occupy anything that you have. I hope I'm making sense and trying to get y'all to see something here. And same thing with the young man too. He wasn't paying his rent. That's why he had to move. So I always ask, well, why why you want to move? What are you moving away from there for? Why are you leaving? Uh, uh, can I talk to you, the, the landlord, where you moving from? Would it be okay if I call him and ask him about you? Uh, and so he can tell whether or not you're paying rent or not. Well, anyway, we're talking about being established, y'all, being established. Uh, uh, it's very, very important. And so it's very, very important in the body of Christ, too, that you all find a uh, 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 Bible-believing church and stay there and let God teach you and grow in Christ and be what God has called for in these last few days. Now, look at this. We're in the second chapter. I'll move right along. Okay. Uh, second chapter of Colossians. Now look at verse number uh, 6 and 7. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, you did, so walk ye in him. So now you that receive Christ, Jesus the Lord, uh, Paul said to, to the Colossian saints, he said, walk in him, walk in the Lord. You receive it, now walk in him. But no, look at verse number seven. It said, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. As ye have been taught, abounding therein uh, with thanksgiving. Now, what Paul is saying you 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 uh have uh, uh received Jesus Christ. Walk in Him. Be rooted and grounded, and settle down in Him. And uh, and you know He said you receive Him, so walk in Him. Be rooted. I thank God. I can say that I am rooted. I am rooted, and I am grounded in the body of Christ. And being rooted and grounded only means that hey, you prepare for whatever. I mean, if the if the if the sun don't shine tomorrow, uh, I'm prepared for that. If 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 something happens, uh, something catastrophic happening, I'll sit it. You prepared for it. I mean, prepare like what I mean that you can read your Bible and you can say, well, the Lord told us things is going to happen in the last days. 
but but people that that's not established, when things happen, they are at all, and uh, they're just not prepared for. So here Paul is saying to the Colossian saints in chapter two, verse seven, he said, he, "I want you all to be rooted. I want you all to be built up in Him, and I want God's people to be rooted and build up for it. Just build up in Him. You you just up in the." And you're strong and you got faith and you just build up in him. As you have been taught, see, you've been taught, that rooted. You've been taught that you got to be built up in him and, uh, in the faith and established. See what? Established. Now, notice this, this right here, this particular word, he used the word established, not established, but established. Now, established is an old word that's sort of outdated, but, uh, but it's still, it's still, it means the same thing as established. So Paul used the word established in the faith as you were taught. You all were taught, don't be running around, don't be, uh, uh, you know, be settled down. Settle down and, and get established in God and let God establish your heart. And we're going to get to the point where I'm going to show you who, who it is that established. Two people can help you get, become established. You can't do it on your own. It takes two people to, to help you believers become established. And I'm going to show it to you in the scripture. Okay? Now, he said, establish in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Be thankful that you are established. Be thankful that you are rooted. Be thankful that you are built up. That's my aim. That's my purpose, to build you up in the body of Christ so you'll be a strong, baptized believer for Christ, champion for Christ. Talk about establishing the faith. Now, let's go on just a little bit further. Turn over with the book of Colossians. Turn over a few more pages. You run into the book of uh, Thessalonians, okay? Thessalonians, the, uh, let's see where I want to go. Thessalonians, the first chapter. Go a few pages. That is 1 Thessalonians. Thessalonians, there's two. That's 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians. I want to go to 1 Thessalonians first. Let's see. Well, no, let's see. I don't have a scripture in Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I didn't know that. Okay. I got a scripture in 1 Thessalonians. I got one in 2 Thessalonians. Okay, come on. Let's move kind of fast, y'all. But stay with me. Follow. Listen to me. Now, uh, 1 Thessalonians, the first chapter, verse number 1. Uh, Paul and Savannah and Timothy unto the church of, of the Thessalonians, which is, which is in God the Father, and in the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Check this out. We give thanks to God always. We give thanks always. We did right. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayer. So Paul was one. Paul was one, a person that he prayed often for his uh, uh, parishioners. He prayed often for his followers, the people that he ministered to. Uh, he always prayed for them. And I want you all to know that I try to mimic Paul. I try to follow Paul's example. Uh, I, I, I pray for all of you every night uh, that the Lord will bless you, that you might become established and things will go well with you, that he will prosper you. I want God people to do so well. I want y'all to be so blessed. Don't you think I don't want you to be blessed? I do. I do. 
I don't, I, I don't, I don't want a church full of broke folks. I want a church full of full of folks that blessed. Amen, somebody. I want y'all to be blessed. I want you to have. I want you to have some money, brother. I don't want you to be broke. And uh, I want you to have some money, sister. I don't want you to be broke. And so I pray for you, Lord. Bless them, Lord. Bless them. Bless them real good, Jesus. And I do pray for you all that God will bless you. Paul said, uh, we give thanks to God always uh, for you all, making mention of you in our prayer. And verse number three said, remember without cease your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God, uh, our Father. Now, let's see. I'm going to read down to verse 4. No, no, uh, knowing, brother beloved, your elect of God. So let's see. Where am I going with this particular verse? Uh, let's see what we got here. Let's see. Let's see. I'm sorry. Okay. So here Paul said he always prayed for you. Uh uh, and he always ceased. He did never cease praying for you and your work uh, in the body of Christ. Now, look at the third chapter. This first chapter. Look at the third chapter. Look at the third chapter. Okay. The third chapter of uh, Thessalonians. Verse 1. Wherefore, when we could no longer forbear, we thought it good to be left at Athens alone. And uh, here Paul is still talking to the Thessalonian people. He said, "Well, we couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't go any further. We thought it was a good idea that we uh, spend some time at Athens. They were traveling, you know, traveling evangelists, traveling pastors, and uh, go spreading the gospel." He said, "We thought it was good to be at Athens uh, 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 alone for a while." And, but verse number two said, "He said, I sent Timothy, uh, our brother." and minister of God, and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ, I sent Timothy to you, what I sent to you for? To establish you and to comfort you concerning your faith. Now here, Paul used, uh, in, in Colossians, he used the word establish. Now I notice here in, in Thessalonians, uh, uh, the third chapter, he used the word established, E-S. Y'all catch that? He used the word established. And I, I, I was saying now, who can help you as a child of God become more established or to become established in the body of Christ? And I know that what you want. And the answer is twofold. The answer is nobody can help you become established but God, Jesus Christ, and God's pastor. It takes the two of us, God working with the minister to help you become established. God working with the man of God to help you become established. Look at what he said about Timothy. He said, now, we're going to stay after. But I, I said Timothy, our brother to you. Timothy is a minister of God. Timothy is a, is a fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ. And I'm sending him to you to establish you. So my job is to help you all become established. I want you to settle down to become mature in the body of Christ, and being mature means that, hey, you're ready and prepared for ministry, prepared for work, whatever, prepared for tribulation, prepared for suffering in the body of Christ. So I sent Timothy to you, my minister, this young minister, to establish you, and not only I sent him to, to establish you, to comfort you concerning your faith. 
Paul sent Timothy to comfort you concerning the thing that you believe in. You believe in the Lord Jesus? That's good. That's awesome. You believe that Jesus is God's son? That's awesome. I'm sending Timothy to you to comfort you. Keep on believing that Jesus is God's son and that Jesus is the only way to heaven. No man can get to the Father but by him. And he sent Timothy. You go to the Timothy and you comfort those people. Encourage them. And you help them become established in the faith because we need we need some strong soldiers, y'all, going into the future. We really need some strong soldiers. So here he used the word in verse two of sending Timothy to establish you. I'm gonna I'm gonna be dealing with brothers and sisters to they wanna help me in ministry to help get others established. I can't do it all by myself. So I need to first help you become established so you can help me get others established in the faith. All right? Now, notice he used the word established. Now, look down at verse number 13. Uh, he continued to pray for the saints. To, to the end, he may establish your heart unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord uh, Jesus Christ with all his saints. Now, here, note in verse 3, he used the word established. Verse 13, he used the word established, which is an a out-of-date word, which is an a, a absolute word, old-fashioned word, but they, they use interchangeably, meaning that, that you're firm, you're firm. I'm trying to get you all Christians to become firm, and when you become firm in the body of Christ, this is when you make the best soldiers. This is when you become good Christians. You are profitable and you're useful. See, everybody in the body of Christ, everybody that's a, a Christian, they're not all useful. They're not all profitable. They're not, they're not all, at, at the point right now, at the time, present time, uh, can't be used. But those that God can use are the ones that he is helping to become uh, established. Like uh, like like brother board like bro, like brother board yourself like God is helping you become established. You are becoming useful for the ministry, and and your usefulness for the ministry is that God can use you, and I'm using you in the form of prayer. Take us to the Lord. You're useful. Well, I can't call on anybody to take us before the Lord. So God is is establishing you. He's making you become mature in the body of Christ. You're going to be a praying man that can pray to the Lord and pray for God's people. So I'm trying to get God's people to let the Lord, through the men of God, the teachers of God, help you become established and being mature so God can use you for service. So here in verse 13, notice he used the word establish. Okay. But he said, look, establish your heart. I told you, the, the bodies don't mean very much. If you don't have the heart, you you don't have anything. Bodies are bodies are get up and walk out of that church. That's what a lot of bodies have done uh, uh, for our church ministry lately. A lot of bodies just got up and walked out the church. I thought I had the heart, but I just had the body. So once once the word of God get a hold to your heart, I'm trying to get that established. Then we won't have to worry about people deserting the church, abandoning the work of God, abandoning the ministry. If we can get those people's hearts established, establish your hearts. 
uh, unblameable in, in holiness before God. All right, let's move on just a little bit further. Now, that's uh, verse 13. Now, look at uh, the book of James. I'm moving for faith. Now, stay with me. Stay with me. James, the fifth chapter. James talks about this too. James, the fifth chapter. Okay, thank God for you Bible students. Keep up with me. Don't let me lose you now. Uh, James, the fifth chapter, verse number seven. James 5 and 7. Notice what he said. He said, now, uh, uh, be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of our Lord, unto the coming of the Lord. Uh, behold, the husbandman watches for the precious fruit of the earth and has long patience for it until he receives the early and the latter rain. So he used the analogy of a farmer when he go out and plant his crop. He's, uh, he waits patiently for his fruit to grow, his okra, his corn, his peach, whatever it is. He waits patiently for it to grow. After he received the, the early rain and the latter rain, he's waiting on the harvest to produce and come forth. But he, he gotta, you got to wait patiently for it. So he said we got to wait patiently for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to come. I'm, I'm waiting patiently for his return. But notice what he said in verse number 8. He said, be ye also patient. And I'm, I'm going to be patient. You are too. He said, be you also patient. Establish your heart. See, there it is again. But now he just said, you notice this word here, establish. Not establish, but establish. He said, establish your heart. I'm trying, I'm working on trying to get God's people heart to be established. Because when you got bodies, you can have a church full, you got bodies, you got nothing. I had I had a church full, but I, I had nothing. I had nothing but bodies. And uh we got we gotta do something about that. It's time to it's time to win some hearts, y'all. Look, be ye patient, establish establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord. Uh, draws nigh. And so the purpose of, of Paul sending Timothy was to help the people become established. Establish a heart, Timothy, in, in, in the word and in the body of Christ. Get the hearts established. And then you got something. You, you man, you got something. When, when you when you have your, your girl's heart, you, you got something. And and ladies, when you got your man's heart, you got something. You 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 ain't got to worry about him running off nowhere. I heard a man preach another day, and he was talking about some some brothers and and wives, and uh, and it said some women can't can't trust a man to, to go up to the store. I just bust out laughing. You can't trust him to go to the store. He won't come back. But you know what? What what sister girl got to do? She got to get his heart. When you when you got his heart, he'll go to the store and he'll be back. I I, I heard stories. One man told me. Uh, he told his he told his wife. He was going to the store to get a pack of cigarettes. He went to the store to get a pack of cigarettes, and she ain't seen him since. <laughs> I mean, he didn't come back home. That was his way out. That was his escape. Baby, I'll be right back. I'm going to give me a pack of cigarettes. And she said he didn't come back. You know what? She didn't have his heart either. And so it's very, very important that, that, you, get, that you get the heart. And so Paul understood it. That and you want Timothy, Timothy, you go down there and you preach and you win these people's hearts now. You win their hearts. It helps establish their heart, and they're going to make good Christians. They're going to make good soldiers for Christ. Now, that's uh, he said, stab that word established there. Old out they word, but it means firm. It means mature. Amen. 
All right, let's go just a little bit further. Now, that's, that's James. I got a couple of more. If we move fast, I think I can get to them. Keep up with me now. Don't let me lose you. Now, look at, uh, let's see what I got here. That's, uh, I got, since we're in Peter, I got one more in Peter. Now, that's Peter, what was it? No, we just left James. That's James. Turn over a few pages, you're, you're running to Peter. Turn over a few more pages, you're running to First Peter. First Peter 5, 8, and 10. Check this out. We're talking about established in the faith. It's important. Bodies don't mean anything. You need hearts. You need hearts. Okay? Bodies will walk out on you. Hearts won't. They'll stay. First uh, Peter 5 and verse number 8. He said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. Now, it's very important. You got to understand. We got an enemy out here, and, and we know, you know very well who it is. It's the devil. And they walk about seeking whom we made about. The devil want to get every one of you all. He wants you, 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 wants me. But guess what? He can't have you. He can't have me. I belong to God. You belong to God. The devil can't have you. I'm not going to sit back and allow the devil to just drag you out by the leg. No, no. No, he can't have you. You belong to God, brother. You belong to God, my sister. I belong to God. Don't let the devil have me. Okay, and, and he walking like a royal lion, seeking whom he may just tear apart. Verse number nine says, "Who is this steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same affliction are accomplished uh, in your brethren that are in the world? Your brothers are going through the same thing, uh, uh, affliction in the world." But note verse number ten. But the God of all grace, who has called you unto eternal glory, thank the Lord, he called me unto eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that, you have suffered a while. Now, check this out. Pay close attention to this. After you have suffered a while, God said, he'll make you perfect, that means complete. He'll establish you. Then use the word establish. There it is again. So I, I'm showing you, I saw the word Established more in the New Testament than established. He uh, uh, established is in the New Testament, but frequent. So after we suffer a while, he'll make you perfect and establish you, and he'll strengthen you, and then he'll settle you. I will try and settle down as a young man and get some credit so I can buy some things. And it was hard to settle down. It was hard to get some credit so I couldn't buy nothing. It took a while, but I eventually got settled down, and I got a little critic, and I was able to get a little something. And so this is what the gospel is trying to do to you believers, trying to get you settled down. But notice, uh, for you to become established and for you to become established, something got to take place. Notice that uh, after you have suffered a while, you're going to have to go through some rough now. You're going to go through the rough. you got to go through some rough places some rough times, some hard times, but after you have suffered a little while, God said he'll settle you down. He will. He'll, he'll, he said after you suffer a while, he'll make it perfect, which means complete, and then he said he'll establish you, and then he'll strengthen you. You, you need all of this. Lord, I need to be established. Lord, I need to be strengthened. Lord, I need to be settled. If, if I'm not settled as a pastor, I'll jump up and leave the church. <clears throat> if I'm not, uh, if I'm not 
established as a pastor, I jump up and leave the church. If I'm not established, uh, if I'm not strengthened, you know, uh, I, I I I live a a raggedy a raggedy a raggedy life before you people. If I'm not strengthened, and uh, and so God God has uh, I've gone through some things, and God has uh, seen my suffering, and uh, He is uh, working has worked on me, and He has uh, established me and established me, and He has strengthened me, and He has settled me. And I'm ready for work. And I, I just need a few hands to help me do some work. All right, let's move on just a little bit further. Now, that's Peter 5, 8 through 10. Uh, one more, one more. Uh, let's see. Let's go to the book of Corinthians. The book of Corinthians, first, let's see, second Corinthians, there is, second Corinthians. It's still New Testament. Now, we're going back to the left, second Corinthians. You can find it, right? Second Corinthians, the, let's see, where you are, second Corinthians. Second Corinthians is uh, right in front of 1 Corinthians, Second uh, Corinthians 1 and 21. Now, I told you uh, to get you all, for you all to become uh, a mature, uh, that will establish me, maturity, to get you to this maturity that I'm trying to get you to, God's trying to get you there, to get you to become established, to get you to become settled and strengthened, it, it, two people have to be involved. Number one, I told you it's going to take a man of God. Paul sent Timothy down there. You go down there, and you help those people get established and strengthen their hearts. Okay? The other person I told you, it takes God. It takes God working through the ministry to help you become this way. Now, look at verse uh, 2, Timothy, 2 Corinthians uh, 1, and uh, let's see. Let's look at 20, and then I'll read 21. Okay, 1 and 20. Y'all see it? For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him amen, unto the glory of God by us. Verse 21 says, Now he which established us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God Almighty. Now, y'all see, did you get that? Paul told the Corinthians, he said, Now he that established us, see, the apostles were established, they were settled. They were rooted. They were grounded. Them boys ain't going nowhere. They went preaching on one corner, and they whooped them and beat them. They go to the next corner and keep on whooping. Keep on preaching, and the guy whooped again. Go. They just kept on preaching. Them boys was established. You, you weren't going to run them away. You weren't going to run Paul and Peter and James and Andrew. You weren't going to run them away. They went to prison. They, went, they, they, they just suffered, but you weren't going to run them away. They're going to keep doing it. And so to get to this point, where the devil can't beat you up and run you off and make you want to backslide and go back out in the world, Paul said, uh, now he which established us with you is in Christ and has anointed us is God. So the one that uh, established Paul and his ministry and, and established them and gave them the anointing that they had, it was God that did it. And so who can get the people established? You, you, you that need to be established, God got to do it, and he's going to do it through his ministers. So that's my job and the ministers and the pastors uh, or the leader's job to help you become established in the body of Christ. I'm trying to establish a, 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 a 
praying or baptized believers. I want you all to be established. I want God to win your hearts and your souls. And I ain't worried about the body. Because if your heart is there, your body will be there. But if, you're, if, you're, but if your heart is not there, your body can be there, but it won't stay long. That makes sense to anybody. You got to win the heart. That way you got the whole man. That way you got the whole woman, the whole boy, the whole girl. You got to win the heart. When you win the heart, you get everything. You get, you get, when, you, when you win the heart, you get, I can put it like this, when you win the heart, you get the total man. You get all of him, all of him. You get all of her when you win the heart. So I want to talk, say to you, brothers and sisters, try to start winning hearts. Don't worry about bodies. You, you can't keep her locked up in the house. You can't keep him locked in the, up in the house. You got you to gotta start winning hearts. Okay? Y'all heard that old nursery rhyme, Peter, Peter, Parker Needle? He had a wife, but he couldn't keep her. Then they put in a pumpkin shell, and there he kept her very well. <laughs> Y'all heard that. You remember that? You can't, we can't be putting folks in pumpkin shells trying to keep them now and locking folks up in the house and don't let them go nowhere, don't let them drive the car, keep them at home, don't give them no money. You, you can't do that. What you got to do is we got to start winning hearts. You got to start winning hearts, okay? If you start winning hearts, then, 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 then trust can come in. You, you got the whole man. You got the whole woman, the whole boy, the whole girl. We ain't going to be putting nobody in no pumpkin shell, okay? Because we're we, we going we to work on winning some hearts. Amen. Establish in the faith. Very, very important. Well, that, that's, that's all I got for you. I, I got other scriptures I can go to, but uh, time is of the essence. And I know uh, uh, we, can, we can study about being established and being mature. Uh, I got other scriptures in the Old Testament. God used the word establish a lot. God told the, the, the saints in the Old Testament, he said that I bought you. I ain't going to turn to it. Uh, he said, but I, I bought you, and uh, I have established you, that we told Israel. I bought you, and I established you. And I, I take that on. I take that serious. God bought me. Lord, you bought me. You paid the price. You bought me, and you established me. I ain't going nowhere. I'm in the Lord, and I'm here to stay, y'all. I want you all to feel the same way. Have the same persuasion. God bought me. He bought me, and I'm in the Lord, and I'm here to stay. God bless you. I hope. I said something encourage your heart. Uh, it's all about it's all about being established in the faith, which you are being. You are right this moment. You are right this moment and going forward. God is establishing you, and once you become established, you be recognized. The world recognizes people that established. The world recognizes people that got good credit, uh, and, and you can do things. You can go places when you established. When you get established in God, the world will recognize you. You can talk and they'll listen. You can talk and they'll say, that man know what he's talking about. That woman know what she's doing. She loves her from Jesus. But when you're not established, they can tell. They can tell. So I'm trying, I'm working. It's my job, along with the Lord's job, to help God's people become established in the faith. God bless you. That's what I got for you tonight. That's all I got. Pastor Johnson personally thanks everyone for joining us for our midweek prayer and refuel service. We are located at 3002 Chelsea Avenue in Memphis, Tennessee. Services start at 11 a.m. and we would love to have you as our guest this Sunday. Join us. 
you'll be glad you did.